The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod and we're coming to you live this morning from various locations and thrilled to be here with you. Uh, there's a lot uh, at the beginning of the show here that I want to get to, but uh, a tweet has just come through that I wanted to uh, shed some light on that our friends over at Ourtism, O-U-R-tism, um, have posted that they're having a meeting, uh, a gathering tonight to offer support not judgment. Um, they are asking for other women adults with AS or other re uh, related profiles to meet in a support in an atmosphere of support and understanding. Go to Ourtism if that's something that you want to attend. There is a an RSVP that is required. What a wonderful thing to do! I love the idea of offering support, not judgment. Boy, could we all use extra doses of that today? A great reminder for all of us. I also want to do a shout out here at the start of the show tomorrow. For those of you who watch the show, our, our dear beloved Joanne Laura, um, who will not appreciate me saying this. And again, I said this on Friday, um, Joanne get mad enough at me to pick up the phone and call and yell at me. That would make my day. Um, but, you know, Joanne has been struggling for a while um, with some health issues. I'm going to respect her privacy and, and not uh, say more than that. Um, but she's been fighting the valiant fight that so many people fight. You, you get what I'm saying. And um, Joanne's in the hospital right now, and it is her birthday tomorrow. And so I'm asking everyone, it's uh, you know, a great day to spread some love on her. If you have watched Joanne, who uh, started Autism Movement Therapy and Autism Works Now and Glorious Pies, if you have enjoyed her on the show, if, you, if she has said a message that has touched your heart for you or your child, please reach out to her on Facebook. Uh, her name is Joanne Lara, L-A-R-A, and say happy birthday to her. The actual day is tomorrow, doesn't matter. People have already started saying happy birthday to her. I would like to avalanche her in well wishes so that she knows how much she is loved and cared for. And we will um, say happy birthday to her tomorrow. Uh, she does, she's a very private person, so she's gonna be mad at me for having said anything, but you know, uh, I, I have big shoulders. I can take it. Love you, Joanne. Uh, okay. Um, also want to say that we're going to be here with you live for the next hour. And this week we had decided that we were just going to shift things up a little bit and really hunker down and focus on positive things that would help all of us to de-stress when we have to keep perspective on things. And as it turns out, this is more important than ever, right? Um, I know a lot of you have written to me either privately or um, through the show saying that 
we didn't think it could get harder, right? We just didn't think it could get harder. But a, but a lot of people are expressing a lot of despair, uh, a feeling of hopelessness, and um, a, a feeling of not being in control and that no one is in control. And I, I don't have an answer. I wish that I did. But I do have a lot of people that are going to be on this show this week to talk about how we persevere and how we deal with what is real and what our feelings are and help our children to deal with what their feelings are and how we find the little pockets of places where we have the power to take control, where we have the power to do something positive. Um, because if we all do that, that moves the dial and we need, to, we need the dial to move right now, don't we? Um, so that's really what this week is about. And we are gonna be live with you today. Uh, and we're gonna be talking about different things. And in particular, I, I left a little bit more time today. I feel bad that I feel like we haven't always gotten to the questions that you guys ask. So we've got a little bit more time today um, built in for us to do that. And Michelle, thank you so much for saying happy birthday to Joanne and sending positive healing prayers to her. But again, please do post on her site because that's, then she'll see it, right? Uh, it's so funny that I put a post on Facebook last night and I said to people, you know, post on Joanne's page. And a bunch of people posted birthday messages to her on my page. And I one by one went through and said, that's lovely. Please post this on her page. And then I stopped saying that's lovely and just said, please post this on her page. <laughs> there was a certain point last night where I was like, did no one read the message? You know? uh, oh, it's like stick a pin in Shannon, stick a fork in her. She's done. Uh, anyway, because uh, it's it's not a, the important thing right now is for her to feel it, and so we need to be the play. And so uh, she's able to look at her Facebook. So uh, I want her to feel it. So uh, anyway, uh, okay, what was I saying? All right, there are lots of different ways that you get a hold of us today. I left room today for some questions, so feel free to write in your questions, your com comments, your concerns, your feelings. You know, I've always said that sometimes you just need to shout things out into a void. And um, you're not really looking for somebody to respond back, but you just want to know that you're heard. So, you know, now we got the place. We got several different places, and let's talk about where you can be heard and uh, heard on the show. For instance, you can be watching us right now on Facebook. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on our homepage, which is autism-live.com. And then, if you want to watch later on. Um, there's always opportunities, right? On those same places, Periscope um, and Twitter and Facebook and you know all those places. But you can also watch or listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio and Deezer. We love when you guys share. And don't think I don't notice. Uh, I do notice when you share it, it makes me very happy. And uh, we love it when you give us a like or follow us or um, subscribe. Man, that's a really wonderful thing to do. And we really love it. Right now, um, podcasts have been struggling a little bit um, because people aren't spending as much time in their cars and they're not spending as much time at the gym, obviously, and not spending as much walking uh, time. Our, our podcast has not suffered viewership, but we would like to explode the viewership and have more people know about us. And as you know, we don't charge anything um, and we don't have an advertising budget. So we count on you. If you see something or hear something that you like here, please share it. 
Um, and you can do that by reviewing us on iTunes where that gets to more people. Um, because what they do is the more reviews you have, the more they bump you up and they give you free advertising basically on iTunes. So we appreciate when you guys have the opportunity to do that. Hey, I like to remind you at the start of the show that we have lots of experts that are on the show. I'm not one of them. Just like to be clear about that. I used to love that commercial with the guy who said, I'm not a dentist, but I play one on TV. Well, I'm not an expert and I don't even play one on TV. I'm a mom and I'm a mom of an amazing young man who's gonna turn 17 on Friday. You guys, where does the time go? Um, so proud of him and he's finishing up his junior year um, in this wild and wacky way that we're finishing things up, right? Uh, so he's under a fair amount of stress right now, getting things done. In fact, he's doing a presentation right now upstairs. I don't get to see it. I'm here with you. It's better this way because <laughs> I would only make him nervous. Um, but in any case, I'm, I'm a mom of that wonderful individual who was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half and is doing so well now because he got access to the very best of services and I got help and support along the way. And I feel that I must pay that karmic debt down. That's why I'm here. Don't confuse me for an expert, confuse me with an, a cheerleader. Um, okay, I can't even do that well, but confuse me for somebody who cares deeply about what you're going through. And we hold hands virtually, right? Si se puede. Okay, um, good morning, Christina. And thank you for sharing. I know you share a lot. Uh, so um, we got a big, big show for you. But we like to start off with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey nani nani are those experts talking about? What does it have to do with us? Can it save us five minutes and five dollars? Because for me, that's my litmus test, right? Good morning, Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, so today we're going to venture into uh, a, a, a little different segment than we've been in for a while, and we're going to talk about ECOICS. So we're going to wander into, um, I should have put the first jargon term here, I should have put uh, verbal operants, but you know what? I hate that because I don't really under, I'm just going to be honest, I don't really understand when people talk about operants, I really I really, and I've asked for 10 years for somebody to like clearly define for me operants as they mean it. And what they say is it's an operant. And um, so I have a hard time with that, but there's this set of things that are the things that you have to have in play in order to have full language. And those are the verbal operants. So, um, and one of the first verbal operants is echoic. And you look at this word and I know that you see a word in there that looks familiar to you and you're not wrong. Let's take a look at what our actual definition is and hopefully we'll be able to make great fun of it. I suspect we will. Take, a, <laughs> go ahead and show us the actual definition, Traven. Uh, echoics, an elementary verbal operant, there's that word, involving a response that is evoked by a verbal discriminative stimulus that has a point-to-point -point correspondence and formal similarity with the response, dun, 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 dun. ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. Uh, what? <laughs> what on earth? An elementary verbal operant, great. Because if you don't know what a coex is, you for sure know what a verbal operant is and you absolutely know what an elementary one is. Involving a response that is evoked by a verbal discriminative stimulus 
that has a point-to-point -point correspondence and formal similarity with the response. And if you are nodding your head and going, well, yeah, no, of course, then you might be a BCBA. We're gonna be like Jeff Foxworthy now. You might be a BCBA if this means anything to you. Uh, but if you are not a BCBA, and you have not spent at least four years in college studying psychology, you're like, what? And I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna laugh when you realize like what they're actually saying. Cause it's like, how long did it take you to fuss this up so that it sounded much more difficult than what it is? So let's take a look at what our working definition is so we can make more fun of them. Uh, <laughs> it's repeating something immediately after it's said. Uh, okay, so it echo, echoics. So somebody says something and the other person echoes it, right? Like, let's go back, Traven, if you can, I don't know if you can, let's go back to the working definition, knowing what we know now. So it's an elementary verbal operant. So what we're saying here is it's like a really beginning um, way that we build speech. It's one of the building blocks of speech involving a response or so something that you say that is evoked that happens as a response to somebody saying something, a verbal discriminative stimulus, hello. Um, but it has a point to point correspondence and is very similar to what the response is. So somebody does the discriminative stimulus, they say something like they go, whoa. And the person echoes it by going, whoa. It may not be exactly the same, but it has a point to point um, similarity with the response. Yes, it's called echoing. <laughs> Don't you just wanna light your hair on fire? Gotta love you some BCBAs, right? And I do, I love BCBAs and their jargon uh, and the way they define their jargon. Thank you very much. Okay, so what is a co-ex and why do we teach it? You know, when, when you guys have kiddos and they could be two, three, four, 15, 47, right? They're still your children, right? Um, and if they're not speaking vocal speech, meaningful vocal speech, it's something you long for. It's something you want. It's something you're willing to work for, right? Um, and so where do we start? And in the beginning, you know, you'll see us all the time on the show that um, if you write in and say, I want my grandchild to speak, I want my son to speak, I want my daughter to speak, how can I help my teenager um, to have conversation, right? Uh, one of the first things that we will ask you, and I've learned to ask this question, but the experts always ask this, is like, does your child have utterances? Do they ever say anything or make any noises? And the reason why they're asking that is because if they're able to vocally produce sound, right, then we know that that can be shaped to some extent. Not the same for everybody, but if you already have, if you're able, you know, you, you pick up the, the phone and they go, uh, right? That is an utterance. Now, uh can become fuh, right? It's just teaching the, the, the teeth and the tongue to do a thing together, which can be, you know, becomes fuh. And then, then we teach the tongue to say, well, first we teach O, oh, right? So for O oh, and then, mm, right? So we can shape that up into phone. And then eventually we shape that into more phone. And then we shape it into, I want phone. I want more phone. I want more phone, please. Can I have the phone? Um, that's my phone, right? 
And that's how we begin to shape the communication, right? If somebody does not have utterances, then we have to see if that's possible because for some people, a very small percentage, um, that's either not possible or it's really, really difficult. Doesn't mean anybody gives up, but it's, you start in a different place. Does this make sense? So if you have somebody that's making sounds and making utterances, you want for them to repeat what you say, which is how we, you know, so we, oh, I talk about this all the time. A lot of times we start with bubbles and we have the bubbles because the bubbles are reinforcing, right? And we put the wand in the bubble and we go, but and we blow the bubble. And we do this a thousand times. And the kiddo associates the bubbles with the, you know, First, there's a but, 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 and then there's the bubbles. And then finally, you know, at some point we go, you know, we pause we, and then we don't do the but, but, but. So we're, they, child knows there's a sequence that's supposed to happen here. We do but, 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 and then we do the bubbles, but we pause and we don't say it. And a lot of times you'll see kids and they'll go, and they won't necessarily make the sound, but they know it's that anticipation of, I know it's going to come. And what we're trying to do with a coex is get them to the point where I say ba ba ba, and they say ba ba ba, because that's when we can start to shape that sound. Because eventually, I I stop when I get them to the point where they go ba ba ba, then I'm going to stop and go bub, right, to get them to do the the bub bub, and then I go bubble, right. So um, we so we shape that into the word, which gets shaped into the phrase, which gets shaped into the sentence, which gets shaped in, you know, it's all manding, it's requesting something. But you need to go through that phase. I know that a lot of you get very concerned, and I understand because I went through this with my son, where you're not having speech and you really, really, really want speech, and they start to work on a coex and they start to work on manding, and then your child starts to just repeat phrases from a movie. And, um, and, or they repeat a sound over and over and over and over again. My son do said dog, 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 dog to the point where I thought I was gonna light my hair on fire and go running in the streets. I was like, just, I mean, I want him to speak but make him stop saying dog incessantly. And it wasn't, he wasn't requesting a dog. He wasn't pointing to a dog. He was just dog, 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 dog for hours on end, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. But we have to embrace that as a phase. We can't get stuck there. Um, we absolutely cannot get stuck there. Um, but we have to, we have to embrace that phase. So don't be scared about when your child is scripting. Definitely talk to your BCBA about how are we going to shape that out of, that is them trying to communicate. And it is a typical phase in the development of language. So a coex essential if we're gonna to get to good solid speech. Um, if we find that we cannot do this, then we quickly, quickly go over to functional communication, knowing that there's a possibility we'll still get it there, but we have to give functional communication. So coex, very important, very frustrating definition. <laughs> Repeating after somebody says something. All right, moving on, we're gonna go on. Uh, we always have a question of the day for you. Yesterday I asked you guys, if you had $5 million to give to charities, where would you guys send it to? I haven't had a second to go and look and see what you guys said. I hope you sent a bunch of things. So today, remember, you know, we're trying really hard today to lower stress uh, and all this week. What music do you, do you listen to when you want to be happy? What, uh, who's the artist or what's the song or 
you know, and it's okay if it changes, what is it right now? And do you have a song right now? And if you don't, like, what's the song that you listened to when you were really happy? What is the song that no matter when it comes on, there is some part of you that is shifted into peace and possibility and hope. Um, the truth is we all have multiple senses and usually one of our senses is stronger than the others. And I have to admit that um, my sense of, um, I have a visual sense that's really, really strong. Um, but smells are very evocative for me that I can smell certain smells and it's such a feeling of well-being. The smell of orange blossoms, and we only have that in the spring here in Los Angeles, but man, uh, oh, it is just, it gives me such a feeling of peace and well-being. But some people, almost all of us are, you know, enjoy um, sounds, some sounds as opposed to other sounds and music. And there are just some songs that when they're tied to a memory too, can really have an effect on your blood pressure and can help you to shift your mental state. We talked about yesterday that what you think um, becomes what you say, becomes what you do, becomes who you are and how you feel about your life. So have you listened to a song in the last few days that is something that gives you peace and joy? Because the truth of the matter is, is that like we all need to protect our mental health right now and make sure that we have the capacity to pick up all the pieces that we need to pick up as they are falling. So I challenge you, what's music that you listen to when you're happy? And can you fit that into the schedule at some point today to help you to be productive, productive and for you to be part of the solutions? Uh, okay, so we always have a topic of the week, and our topic this week um, is changing your mind. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard right now. There's a lot going on, um, but we have to be willing to change our minds. We have to look at the preconceived notions of the things that we held to be true or things that we didn't want to be true. I know that I've had conversations with friends this week and I said, you know, I, I think for the longest time, I have believed that as a white woman, um, that there were more people who felt like I did and, and felt like equality and humanity are stronger than any other thing. And yes, it's not that I've been unaware that there's ignorance at all, and or racism. I mean, I've seen enough of it in my life that I cannot claim that I, I'm unaware. But I think that sometimes I like to believe that more people, um, that, that, that since the majority of us don't feel that way, then hopefully, you know, truth and justice and humanity and equality will win out. And I, I have had to change my mind this week and say it is a not enough to hold that belief. I have to move into the category of somebody who's actively doing something. So, you know, and that means changing your mind. Um, and that's not easy. It's not easy. But there's a whole lot of things in my life that I've had to change my mind about. I had to change my mind about the fact that my child was going to be who I thought he was. Um, and when I was willing to see who he is, as opposed to who I thought he was going to be, my life has been richer for it. 
I had to change my mind about the fact that I thought that I was the only person who could help my son. And I was wrong about that. And I had to allow a team of people to work with him and to humble myself as a mother and say, I don't know, teach me. And then further to say, I don't think I'm good at this. Help me to be better at this. Hardest, hardest, hardest thing, right? Because uh, I so wanted to be good at, the, at being his mother. And I had to learn a whole, and by the way, I had to learn it from people who were younger than me. That was hard for me. Um, just keeping it honest, just keeping it real. But changing my mind about those things and being willing to look at it from a different angle, being willing to see myself as part of a whole and not the thing um, was life-changing, was life-changing. And I'm just asking for all of you to look at what you have been holding um, close to you as a belief or a thought or whatever that is currently not serving you and may not be serving the world and ask yourself if it's time to look at things in a slightly different way. Is it time to ask for help? Is it time to, you know, say, uh, I, I, I want to be better at this. Um, and we can do that. We can, we can, we can. Uh, okay. So uh, I wanna talk a little bit about uh, what we're gonna be talking about, but this is a, an ideal moment, you guys, if you have questions that you want to be writing in, because uh, we did set aside some time today uh, to take questions. But um, today on the show, uh, we're only having one guest because I set aside time for questions. And Rob Feltz is gonna be joining us in just a few minutes. And he is from Masterpieces Inc. And, um, you know, I love toys and I love games and I love puzzles and I love them for a lot of different reasons. I think that they're a great stress relief, but I, I love education. I love when we can learn something about ourselves and about other people. And, um, I think the games have the ability to do that. And I think the puzzles have the ability to do that. And I know, I, I sort of love that um, one of the, the things that has come about in this COVID emergency in this great isolation as some are calling it, uh, there's been a resurgence in the art of the puzzle. And it totally makes sense to me. And it, um, I don't know, it makes my heart warm. Because in my house growing up, my mom absolutely loved puzzles. And so did my grandmother and my great-grandmother. And I come from a long line of women, long line of strong women, right? With strong opinions and much to say. But you know, in the busyness of life, when you're doing laundry and you're taking care of kids and, and all, my great-grandmother worked, like, like these women worked. These were not just stay at home and do the laundry women. I don't mean to make it sound like that because you know, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, we're all working women. And uh, my grandmother was a Rosie the Riveter. You know, these, these women were out doing and shaking and moving and so on and so forth. Um, and, and yet in the, then there's the doing, right? There's the things about making a home and raising your children and, and doing the laundry and cooking the meals and doing the dishes and stuff, right? And, and these were all women who crafted too, that in their spare time, they were knitters and crocheters and needlepoint and they, they crafted things, they made things. And uh, aside from their jobs, aside from the taking care of the house, right? Um, so sometimes there isn't time to talk and tell the stories and 
share what is meaningful and who you are. I loved a few years ago that people were coming out with these books that you could give to your grandmother and they would fill in all these little blanks. And that's great. That's wonderful. But for me, for my money, when that happened, how I learned the stories of my family and these strong women to be handed down for future generations was around the puzzle. That uh, during holiday times, my mother would, uh, she would make something. Oh, there's Rob. Hey, Rob, how are you? You don't have to start your camera yet if you don't want to, but you can be there. I'm you're not, you're muted though, Rob. Uh, I'm telling, oh, look, 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 but you're muted. So we need you to unmute. There we go. Uh, so there's Rob. I just wanted to make sure my camera was set up properly. Your camera. Now I'm telling the story of what puzzles me to my mean to me and my family. You can stay if you want, or you can turn off your camera. What would you like to do? I'd be, I'm happy to stay. Okay. Well, I was just telling them that I come from a long line of really amazing women who worked and outside the home and then came home and cooked and cleaned. And that sometimes in the doing of life, we don't have the time to impart all the things of who we are. And that there used to be those books that you could give your grandmother that where they could, you know, page by page, it would say, you know, tell a story about when you were five or tell this. And I think that that's a wonderful way to do it. But when I, when I was growing up, if it was a holiday or, uh, you know, if everybody was getting together, they would clean off the dining room table. Everything would go off the dining room table. The centerpiece went off and a puzzle went out on the table. And it, you weren't forced to sit at the table, but as the day or the weekend or the holiday went on, there, there was always someone sitting at the table and they were working on some part of the puzzle. And you got to know that you know, some people looked by color on the puzzle. Uh, some, some people looked by puzzle piece, right? But as you sat around the table and helped each other to build the puzzle, that is when the conversations happened. That is when the connection happened. That is when I heard the stories of my great grandmother and my grandmother and my mother and my aunts and my uncles, like people sat around the table and, and you could get up and leave and then you would come back and there would be something happening. I think some of the best memories of when I was a kid, when I was a teen, when I was an adult have been sitting around a table doing a puzzle. And so much so that I remember um, at one point my grandmother was diagnosed with lung cancer and my mother and I would have to drive her up to um, a hospital that was quite, kind of far away. And, and then sometimes you had to wait in the waiting room for hours. And the, the women's auxiliary had done the best thing. They had set up a card table and there was always a puzzle sitting there. And we would sit with other families with someone who had cancer around that table. And it was the same thing. It is an international language. It is a way that we coalesce. And for all of you that have little kids on the autism spectrum, I hope that you are doing puzzles. Our, our kids love puzzles. If you're not already doing puzzles with your kids, make sure that you get a puzzle because I'm, I guarantee you, they're going to amaze you with how great they are at it because it's almost across the board. But um, I think a lot of times that after we get past that preschool phase here in the autism world, we forget, we forget, but now is the time, no matter what age your kid is to get a great puzzle. And there is a difference between an okay puzzle, a good puzzle, and a great puzzle, and Rob's gonna help us to understand the difference. But get yourself a puzzle. 
So we have invited Rob Feltz. Is it Feltz or Feltes? It's Feltes, two syllables. Feltes. We have invited Rob Feltes from Masterpieces Inc. to join us today to talk about the, you know, the best puzzles on earth. And he's got some puzzles that are back there. So Rob, tell, show, first of all, tell us a little bit about Masterpieces Inc. and then show us the puzzles that you've got there. Sure, well, thanks, uh, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Uh, really excited to, to be here and do this. Um, I'm, I'm normally out in, uh, in the trade show world, uh, but uh, being the current environment we're in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at my office. So this gives me an opportunity to stay <laughs> sharp. Think of, it, think of this as a trade show. And I've <laughs> exactly. come to your so, booth and I'm like, what's sharp. so great about Masterpiece Thing? <laughs> I, said, I, can't talk. I can't talk without my props. So I always right. need some puzzles. So uh, I, I scrounged up what I could find. But uh, I'm glad. But, Masterpieces has, uh, has, has been manufacturing jigsaw puzzles for, this is our 25th year, actually. Uh, we, uh, we started out here, we're based in, uh, in Arizona, uh, and our owner uh, started uh, selling jigsaw puzzles uh, as he, between his stints in the minor leagues of baseball. So he was playing some minor league baseball and, uh, and needed- uh, For what some, team? Oh, a variety of teams, uh, the Rangers, uh, he, uh, he, he, he spent, a, I believe, eight to nine years in the minor leagues bouncing from a couple. Oh, but I think most of the time with the Texas Rangers. But very spent time good. in Salt Lake City and, and really traveled the country. I think it gave him a really good base for, uh, uh, you know, knowing our country and, and kind of getting some great ideas for some puzzles. Uh, because we start, he started the business with a focus on uh, kind of the Southwest uh, and tourist type puzzles, so souvenir type puzzles. Uh, and really learned, uh, really learned the business, and really brought us to where we are today uh, as a full puzzle manufacturer. So we'll make everything from a 24-piece puzzle for real little ones to a 2,000-piece puzzle that will take up half of your dining room table by the time you're done. I love so, it. So it's a it, it's a great story uh, uh, of, of success, and and myself and the rest of the team are just so fortunate to be to be part of. To be part of this, uh, it's a super company to work for. Uh, I'm surrounded by just super creative people. Uh, so I'm the sales manager here. Uh, so uh, so it's my job to bring our puzzles out to uh, retailers and the masses. Um, but I'm surrounded by just such creative the people that do the design and the creation. Um, I'm just surrounded uh, by artists. Many working from home now, but uh, it's just a great group of people to be surrounded. Wonderful. But you're killing me. I need to see some of these puzzles. They're too far oh. away for me to see up close. Show me something. I'm going to, well, I, I was going to bring some closer to you. Uh, okay, you know, good. I, I thought I could I'm go in a variety of directions. And one of, one of the things I thought we would talk about is, is, is like an application. So we do uh, the touching and feeling of puzzle pieces. So we do some really unique, unique applications, especially in our children's line. Uh, where there's something extra or different about the puzzle. And again, this is going to be hard to see, but- No, uh, I can see uh, it. It's velvet. It's, it's, a, it's all the puzzle pieces in our box have a velvet feel to it. So this one's unique in that it, it comes with uh, markers and the markers uh, uh, will, will reveal a design on the, on the plain white puzzle. And then again, it has a textile or a, a touch or a feel to it as you, as you make the puzzle. Um, I love it. And are so, those uh, unicorns? Am I so seeing correctly unique. or horses? These are horses. 
I love but there that. are unicorns in this line as well. I, I could guess that. And there Fabulous. are plenty of llamas showing up lately. Also. <laughs> we love the llamas. <laughs> so great because it's not only a puzzle, but it's also an opportunity to color as well, uh, which is wonderful. Yeah. All of our kids line has something extra to it. Uh, I'm trying to find some of the, some of the other kids. And uh, if you don't know, um, puzzles are seeing an unprecedented demand right now because of yes. all of us, you know, uh, uh, you know, just being cognizant and staying home more and, and puzzles, like you said, from all your experiences are great. So even me around the office to find a few puzzles was kind of difficult. We are putting them in the hands uh, of, of our retailers as fast as we can make them. So uh, we do some other. They're a great gift right now, you guys. It's a great like I know if you're like me, you've been invited to like 35 birthday parties, and being able to get a puzzle and send it off, and it's it's the gift that the you know the parents of the child that you're giving to will be grateful because it's something for them to do, and it's educational. It awakes the brain. It's problem solving. It's you know being able to look at things. It works on flexibility. It, it's a great, great gift, you guys. While we're thinking of it, where can people get Masterpieces Inc. puzzles sure. from? So, uh, so we partner online uh, with, with Amazon uh, and uh, we have our own website. Some of the demand for puzzles has, has made uh, availability, uh, you know, not to the point where we like it, but new puzzles are coming in every day. Uh, so online, uh, I would direct people to Amazon or to masterpiecesinc.com. Uh, if uh, I, we also love to support our local retailers. Uh, so uh, we're part of an organization called the uh, called Astra, which is yeah. the American uh, uh, American Society of uh, it's Toy Independent Toy Retailer Association. Something like that. <laughs> yes, we we but, feature Astra on here all the time because I love wonderful. me some. And, and it's a great time to call your local toy store and say, what do you have? Do you have, uh, you know, uh, pick up where you don't have to touch anybody, do anything. And I think they'll bend over backwards to help and support you. And then you'll get a little bit more, you know, because you can say, I'm looking for puzzles. I saw them. I saw Masterpieces Inc. What have you got? I've got a kiddo that loves trains. And they'll go, oh, well, here's the one we have for that. I've got a kid who loves baseball. Oh, here's the one we have for that. I've got a kid who loves Clifford, uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, because I can see him there. And I do him. love Clifford the Big, big Red Dog. So, yeah, Astra, uh, the folks, uh, the, the independent retailers at Astra have just done a fabulous job, just like you said, Shannon, of, of finding a way uh, uh, you know, to socially distance and to deliver or customer pickup. Uh, or walk the store with you uh, on a on a uh, on, yes. on a uh, you know face to face call, uh, so yeah. you can look at the their supply of puzzles. So they're great. Uh, uh, many regions have a Learning Express store. They're part of Astra as well, uh, and uh, some Walgreens stores have uh, have a number of our puzzles recently. So uh, as folks are uh, as folks are hunkering down at home, uh, you know there are plenty of places within your community across the nation. Uh, where where you can find our puzzles. So thank you. Here we go. That. Thank you for that shout out. Uh, and so show me the Clifford. Sure. So Clifford, the Clifford that I have, uh, Clifford is new for us this year. So we have a couple of games uh, and uh, a number of puzzles uh, that come for Clifford. So this Clifford puzzle is actually our big floor puzzle. 
So if you look behind, if you look behind me, when this is done, it's going to be the size of this caterpillar. So you like cool. that? Isn't that yeah, amazing? I love that. That's amazing. So, uh, so For yeah, a kid who loves trucks, that's like crazy oh, city. Caterpillar. Right? We do caterpillar. Uh, we actually license with U.S. Army, so we have a number of trucks. We're really good in in a number of our products with uh, with products for for boys as yeah as well as girls. We have we do a whole craft line where we have just some great products for uh, for boys as well. Uh, but but Clifford is our new license this year. Uh, there'll be some you'll see more and more of Clifford. Uh, I believe a movie is coming out. If, you know, the whole movie schedule's changed. I think it was set for later this year. So that may be pushed back to next year, but, uh, but you'll see a lot more Clifford. And that's one, of the, that's one of the items I had here for you at the show. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Puzzle by the time you're done. Of course, my eye is really drawn to that baseball one because I've got a brother-in-law who's, I've got a brother-in-law who's all <laughs> about baseball. Well, if you are missing baseball, uh, you know, let me tell you, this is a way you can, you can, uh, uh, you can feed your appetite while we wait for the season to start. Uh, so this entered, we entered uh, this field with, with licensing with Major League Baseball, and we do the same for your, uh, boy, probably 80 colleges. Uh, we do uh, hockey, we do football as well, but these beautiful panoramic photographs just uh, make for some very challenging and fun puzzles. Uh, and it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful poster, essentially. Uh, you know, folks may not know, but when you're done with a, a puzzle, you can actually glue your puzzle and frame your puzzle. So it makes for some great artwork, especially in that you've put in the effort to complete this, this puzzle. Uh, I'm drawn to the baseball ones because I just think a baseball diamond with the green and the fans surrounding it from all angles just makes for some great art. And uh, I'm a baseball it. fan myself. And I, and I can tell you, I, like, I could get that from my brother-in-law and he would just be, uh, you know, overjoyed, uh, excited. And he's, you know, 60, whatever years old. Um, so a puzzle is, you know, there, there's, a, there's a right puzzle for absolutely everyone. Now, I, uh, I'm going to throw this curveball at you. One of the greatest things that my family discovered in doing puzzles is um, that eventually we got a puzzle mat. Do you guys carry puzzle mats? Absolutely. Yep. Um, and because if, if you have a busy home and they're, you know, you've got kids that are doing homework and stuff and you need a place to set out a puzzle that's a space that you use for other things, we got a puzzle mat. You put the puzzle pieces all on it. And then if you need to take a break from it, you just roll that sucker mm -hmm. up. And then when it's time to unroll it, everything is right where it's at. It's like the greatest thing since sliced bread, you guys. The best way to describe it is. It, it, for someone that's not familiar, uh, it's it's like a thick piece of felt. Uh, mm -hmm. So and it comes with a with a roll, and then the puzzle pieces stick to the felt. So you make the puzzle on top of the felt, and then again, it gives you that opportunity to roll it up and put it away if you if you need that table. If you don't have that separate table, because uh, some of these puzzles, uh, you know, especially these thousand piece stadium puzzles, this might be even a good puzzler. This might take two weeks to to finish. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so you need, you know, a bigger puzzle might take a little more time. So puzzle roll-ups we make. Uh, I mentioned glue. Uh, we make puzzle sorters. So uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, what? little trays. So you can put all the sky and all the green in in uh, in certain trays as you sort your pieces. So everyone has a different a different way of of completing puzzles. Me, I look for those shapes. I'm going to study the math really? of of how many sides do I need. 
but of course you do the uh, edge pieces first, right? I do. Yeah. I don't know. There might be people that do it otherwise. There's no wrong there are, or right it's way. It's anarchy. It's <laughs> anarchy if you don't do the edge pieces first. Now, in, in my family, the rule was no one gets to start on the edge pieces until all the pieces are turned over. That's a good rule. <laughs> I, 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 I hated it because I wanted to get busy. And if I found an edge, now we would put the edge pieces to the side, but I, I hated not being able to start. I hated the part of, of waiting until you had to turn them all over. Mm -hmm. But that was the rule. You couldn't start putting things together until all the pieces were turned over and laid out flat. There couldn't be anything stacked on top. Just, uh, okay, you, talked what? About, you talked about puzzle pieces. Uh, we do some neat things with puzzle pieces. Uh, so we do some shaped puzzles. And uh, this is out of our kids line. So again, dinosaur theme in the shape of a big dinosaur. And some of the pieces, I don't, this has a little mock-up. But if you take a look, some of the pieces are shaped like dinosaurs. I see that. I don't know if we can find one here. But uh, you know what? These puzzles, these shaped puzzles are great because that shaped piece is like a little reward as you make your way through the puzzle. Because you're always looking for that place where that shaped dinosaur is going to go in here in this puzzle. So most of the pieces are gen are traditional puzzle shape, but you get that little reward as you make your way through the puzzle. So our shape, the shaped puzzle line is just doing fabulous for us. I mean, it's a it's a great seller. It's very unique uh, in that. It's a little more challenging because you know is your edges aren't uh, exactly square, so uh, they're unique. Uh, unique and they're so your colors are so vibrant in your puzzles; they're really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, our design team really there's there's so much that goes into it behind the scenes. I never would have imagined before I entered the puzzle world how much went into really perfecting those images to make sure the colors pop, uh, and that really what makes for a really good puzzle, right? Uh, you know. For most people, doing just a nice blue sky—that's a tough. That's a tough puzzle. <laughs> most people want a little variety in their puzzle. Want to be able to kind of figure out where where the pieces go. There's, you know, there's something in, uh, you know, in development and why are puzzles so popular with kids? There's something in in learning and and, and piecing those pieces together uh, that help you learn. You know, we've all done and we carry in our line. Uh, the United States map where all the pieces are shaped like the states. Uh, you know, what a great learning tool. And generally, yes. we have all the capitals marked on there as well. So, you know, our puzzles have a great learning element to them as well. Show me some more. I want to see the one that's behind the, the baseball one. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you asked. So, uh, so this is one of our, this is one of our big thousand piece. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's a line of puzzles that's called Easy Grip. And what we've done with the easy grip puzzle is we're making a bigger puzzle piece, right? So this is helping us kind of, it's really feeding the demand on both ends of the demographic where as we get older, uh, you know, our dexterity might not be as good and our eyesight might not be as good. So a bigger puzzle piece helps you pick them up, put them in place, see actually what's on the image, on the puzzle piece to fit the image. And uh, this is a great art style. Um, it kind of started in Europe a little bit where you do a cutaway of a building or a cutaway yeah. of a museum. And That's we cool. have a castle uh, and we have a, a, a Northern lodge where you kind of take away the facade of the building and it gives you a look inside like a dollhouse. Love it. Really the puzzle piece is the, is the, unique, um, is the unique part of it. That's kind of an actual size, which is 
close to double of a traditional puzzle piece of a thousand piece puzzle. And then our line, I'll move to the same thing where that's a thousand piece puzzle, uh, you know, the 300 piece, you know, that this still may take a couple of days to complete where, uh, you know, a 300 piece puzzle, this is our biggest selling kind of puzzle piece count is this 300 piece easy gear because again, it gives you that opportunity to have that bigger puzzle piece yeah. uh, and, and a manageable piece count, you know, yeah. where uh, 300 becomes very family friendly. Uh, and, uh, and again, as we age, it's a, it's a great piece count. We've seen a lot and you can bang that out fairly quickly. Um, and, and you've got a wide range of, of, of kinds. So, you know, some of it is preference for what kind of uh, puzzle that you do, like what's on the face of it. Um, and, uh, but there's also, I'm wondering, do you only do fully interlocking or do you have some puzzles that are not fully interlocking? Well, we do, we do variety. Uh, all, of our, all of our puzzle cuts are done as a random cut. Uh, so uh, generally no two pieces are going to be the same. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of our puzzle pieces are very unique in that they might not have four connectors per side, uh, but a, a lot of our line has four connectors per side. It, it just makes for a sturdier puzzle as you're putting it together. Uh, well, it's so, a preference thing too. I, there were people in my family who would only do a fully interlocking and there were other people who were like, oh, that's for amateurs. <laughs> uh, so everybody has their preference, right? Uh, but uh, I, there are other things that I didn't see. What else I haven't, have I not seen on the table? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, I just look at uh, uh, collages. We just do, we do fantastic with, uh, with just some wonderful collages. And again, this one has a has a little educational element to it, right? As you travel across the USA in Route 66, which I think is going to be very popular this summer, as people yes. get out in the cars and, and do some traveling. Well, um, and if you if you have a a young kid who loves the movie Cars, uh, like this oh, is a companion piece where you bring in the history of what's going on and uh, really make that all sing. That's you know, in 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 the teaching circles, they call that creating a web. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, you've watched cars, you've talked about the history, you've done the puzzle and, mm -hmm. and then maybe have them create their own artwork. And now they have a web of experience and it really anchors that whatever it is that you're teaching with the kiddos, mm -hmm. which is great. fabulous. Yeah, great, great point. Great point. We do a number of, you see the big Caterpillar truck behind me, but we do some kids lines where we give you multiple puzzles to do, right? Because they're small, they're hundred piece puzzles. So this uh, this box will give you four different puzzles to complete, um, all in uh, all with that caterpillar theme of uh, being out in the country and in the city. We have a whole line of this. We have a whole line of this in farm kind of farm themes just sell really well. Uh, and when we team with caterpillar, we learn all those kids in the city. You know, they don't they don't see harvesters and you know they don't right. see planting machines. And uh, but all the kids in the city know you know, you know, Caterpillar and uh, backhoes. And uh, so it's a great, uh, it's been a great line for us. It's great teaming with them. They're great to work with. And well, I got to tell you, our therapists would love that one because during a therapy, therapy session, you could take one of those puzzles and work on it. And there are so many things I can already tell in that picture that you could be talking about with the kiddos and saying, you know, 
So who is, who is the person who, you know, is doing this and ask the question about it and what is this machine doing? And like, who would have to move their truck first to get this one out? Mm -hmm. Depending on the, the skill level of the individual, there are a million different lessons you could do with each one of those pictures while you're working on the puzzle, which is working on problem solving and flexibility of thinking and hand-eye coordination. There's a lot that you could do and the therapist would absolutely love that one. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. it's good stuff. You, you, you give me some great tips as, as you know, I, I, I learned so much from, from you when I go to trade shows, uh, you know, I've, I've been introduced to a number of individuals looking for, uh, you know, toys and puzzles and ideas in this market. Uh, so that's great, Shannon. As I as I run into other folks looking for those types of things, it's it's great for me now to learn from you and be able to relay relay that. Yeah, I mean, the truth of the matter is is that you know we always want to take something that's reinforcing, right? And the, and then marry an educational component to it. And puzzles already puzzles already come front loaded with both of those things, mm -hmm. and so the the possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. I, I just think it's remarkable, and now more than ever. Um, get yourself a puzzle, give one as a gift, um, take some time. I, I said all this week, Rob, we really want to be focusing on things that lower your blood pressure, that help you connect with yourself and with other people. And puzzles are a great way to do that. So sure. I really appreciate the work that you guys are doing. And I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Oh, tell, it's my us pleasure. tell us again where people can find the puzzles. Sure. So, you know, check your online, uh, you know, online right now uh, is fantastic. We've got partners at Amazon. We've got other partners online. Uh, so do, do that search for Masterpieces Puzzles, uh, and you will find a number of retailers that, uh, that carry, you know, our kids or carry our full line. Um, yeah. I mentioned uh, Astra and Learning Express. So small toy retailers are definitely our partners, um, and they are working so hard these days to uh, in your local community to, uh, to remain a part of your local community. So uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't put a shout out to how hard your local toy retailers are really working for you. And if you haven't had the chance uh, to visit a local toy retailer, please do. Um, oh yeah, even if it's virtually. Open. Correct, even correct. And as virtually. places open up, you know, as, as, you're, as you're comfortable with that and as your community is, you'll, but there, there will, be more than happy to help with you, uh, and uh, and and some larger retailers like Walgreens have a good selection of, of our of our jigsaw puzzles right now. Some folks bring them in at certain times of the year when football season kicks off. You'll find a lot of my football puzzles out there. Uh, so uh, so we're we're just big enough that you can find us just about just about everywhere if you if you take a little look. Now you it's might have to you might have to look a little a little harder than normal because puzzles, like I said, are. They're unprecedented. Yes. Demand right now is just unprecedented with so many people. Uh, yeah. But so we order are now. Manufacturing and designing and yeah. and moving our, our our warehouse folks are working super hard to uh, to put those puzzles in retailers' hands for you for everybody. That's wonderful. So order now, get more than one, so that you can be working on one, and you've got one more, at least one more, when you're done with that one. Hey, I want to say that a mom in Dubai says that her ASD, ASD son will do puzzles either left to right or from top to bottom. Oh, Isn't that interesting? I mean, very. everybody everybody has their own thing. That's so fascinating. 
Well, Rob, we want to thank you and we want to thank uh, Masterpieces Puzzles uh, for everything that you're doing. And uh, when we get closer to, we do a whole toy guide at the end of the year. So uh, you guys will hear from us soon that we do a call for toys and we have people review them and, and all kinds of stuff. So we, we definitely want you to be a part of that. We would love to participate. I thank you very much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you. Be safe, Bye -bye. everyone. Thank you. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Donna, who says Ola from SoCal. And she says, catching you on IG today. Are we on Instagram? And I don't even know it. I mean, I know we have an Instagram, but I don't, I didn't think we were live on Instagram. I think that's what that means. Helen, um, I says, my nan would take me up to Scotland to see my great nan. Uh, Helen, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't can you were uh, Scottish. Uh, we have to talk about that because I found out a couple of years ago, I, all these years with the name Shannon, I might always, I was told that we were Irish and I did the genealogy. No, Scottish, Scottish. I'm a husband too. He was told that he was uh, British. No, Scottish. We're all Scottish. Um, anyway, I'm so thrilled that you guys are all here. Uh, hey, I want to take a second to talk a little bit about what we have coming up this week. So tomorrow, Evelyn Kung will be here and she will be answering your clinical questions. So get those all out. If you have questions that you want to have answered, she's amazing and she will be here. I'm just checking our live feature before. Um, uh, but she will um, be here and she will answer your questions. I've totally lost track of where I am. Uh, okay, so then on Thursday, are you ready for this? So we have uh, two amazing guests on Thursday. Yadira Calderon is gonna be here with us. She's been with us before. Amazing mom, amazing advocate. Her daughter, my goodness, her daughter is so talented. I just like, it's like how to even describe her artist, skater, uh, advocate, brilliant. Um, and Yadira, bless her heart, recently her mom passed away. So her daughter's grandmother, and it has really sparked in Yadira a, a bigger question about grief and about explaining death and preparing our children for when we're not here. And so Yadira is going to be here to talk about all that and about how art is helping her daughter. Uh, her daughter's a brilliant artist. Art is helping both of them to deal with their feelings and, and how art can help you to be able to help your child to deal with feelings that they're having, whether they're grief or other things and to express their feelings through art. So that's gonna be really wonderful. And, oh my gosh, how exciting. Courtney Tarbox is gonna be here with us and she is an amazing, amazing practitioner, um, BCBA and someone who practices acceptance commitment therapy. Um, which we talk a lot uh, on this show, whether I name it that or not, this uh, wonderful way of looking at things and, and owning your feelings, not poo-pooing them, not trying to shove them out of the way or eat them out of existence or numb them with whatever, you know, your, your choice of numbing agent is, right? But accepting your feelings and being able to find a bigger context to put them in so that you can cope with your stress. This has been found to be wildly effective with a wide range of people, but most especially in the last few years, there've been a lot of studies about acceptance commitment therapy and how it helps caregivers of individuals who have autism. Um, I was a part of one of those studies. It really helped me, uh, really helped me. And, and, and what they found is that not only did it help the caregiver, but it also helped the kiddos. That if the parents got this therapy, the kiddos did better. 
stop. It's like a magic trick, right? But it makes sense because if we're feeling good and feeling like things are possible, it clears the way for us to get out of our kids' way. And that's really what it did for me. So now they're taking it one step further and uh, Courtney is gonna be doing a, a series, a webinar series, teaching people how to use ACT, it's called ACT, Acceptance Commitment Therapy, with kids with ASD to help them, to help them to benefit from understanding what they're feeling, the context that it's in, and what that means. It's just very exciting and brilliant. So Courtney is gonna be with us and I'm very, very proud and excited about that on Thursday. And then on Friday, we're gonna finish out the week um, for Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy, Nancy Oswald Jackson. We'll be back here joining me and we're gonna have the wonderful Tom Island. He is a self-advocate, a speaker, an author, and he's gonna be here with us talking about coping with COVID and what it's like for a person on the spectrum and some things that he's discovered. He always is on this great self um, discovery journey. And then when he discovers something, he shares it with the greater community and says, here, here's something of value that I think might help you. Whether you're a person on the spectrum and it's helping you or as a parent, I always find Tom's input really insightful um, that not necessarily that he thinks exactly the way my son does, but that it gives me a context to begin to understand things that maybe I wouldn't have thought of before. So that's on Friday. We are officially out of time. In fact, we're over, sorry, Traven. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow. Send your questions in for Evelyn Kung right now. And until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.